I want to talk to you about how to make room for the Holy Spirit. How to make room for the Holy Spirit. Make room for the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5.19, it says, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. In other version, it says, Do not extinguish the Spirit. This means we have the ability to stop the Spirit. Like you and I, we have the ability to quench, extinguish the, the Spirit, and it won't do anything. But if we have the ability to stop the Spirit, then we have the ability to allow the Spirit. The opposite is true. If you and I have the ability to stop the Spirit, then we have the ability to allow the Holy Spirit to move, to allow the Holy Spirit to be present. That is what I want us to talk about this morning. How do we do that? How do we allow the Holy Spirit? Making room for the Holy Spirit comes down to one thing. Making room for the Spirit of God in your life comes down to one thing. Worship. Everybody say worship. Say worship. There we go, worship. Making room for the Holy Spirit comes down to worship. So, what is worship? The Bible says in John 16, 13 to 14, it says that, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. He will glorify me. He will glorify Jesus. The Holy Spirit mission is always to glorify Jesus. Always. It's all about Jesus. So when, if you want to make room for the Holy Spirit, learn to glorify Jesus. Le learn to worship Jesus. Glorify means worship Jesus in our daily life. We need the Holy Spirit at work, like Rihanna just talked about how the Holy Spirit led her to decide to get baptized today. It was a journey. We need the Holy Spirit in everything we do. It's not only, it's even the simple stuff. We need the Holy Spirit to, to know what to do for the next thing, at work, at school, your next person you're going to marry. I don't know, whatever. So many stuff. We need the Holy Spirit. But if you want to make room for him, you got to learn to worship. you got to learn to glorify Jesus. Because wherever Jesus is being glorified, the Holy Spirit is there. Okay, so how do we glorify Jesus? How do we worship Jesus? There are two types of worship in the scriptures. And they are both equally important. The first one is the lifestyle of worship. The lifestyle of worship. And then the second one is the experience of worship. So lifestyle of worship and experience of worship. Both of them are important to make room for the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Romans 12, 1, 2, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as a living sacrifice, Holy, everybody say holy, and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. 
Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be. Then you will be. You'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Don't conform to this world. Don't. Say no to the world. You can't live just anyhow. It's not because everybody's going there, whatever the place is. Oh, everybody's going there. I'm going there. Oh, everybody's doing this. I'm doing it. It's not because it's trendy. You have to do it. If everybody's doing whatever that is, they're doing drinking, I don't know, that is trendy. Don't do it because everybody's doing it. Don't do anything that will take you away from God. Don't. Just say no. I don't. You have the power. Remember, we have the power to allow the Holy Spirit. Nobody can do it for you. You have the power to do it. Okay? So make a conscious decision to say, no, I'm not going to conform to this world. I want to follow God. This is your true and proper worship. That is called lifestyle of worship. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever. Do it all for the glory of God. Your life should be in alignment with the word of God. Put God first in your finances. Put God first in your relationship. Put God, let God come first. Let it be known that for me, God comes first. In the Bible, there's a story in Genesis 4. We're not going to read it. But it's a story about Cain and Abel. If you want, you go back home. When you get home, you read it. It says that Cain brought some of the fruit of the soil as an offering to the Lord. It also says that Abel, who is his brother, brought fat portion from some of the first, first, key point, firstborn of his flocks. So, Cain had some fruit and he said, uh, okay, okay, well, which one? Okay, this one's going to go to the Lord, all right? And then Abel is like, mm, what am I going to give to God? No, he's God. He's got to get the best. He's got to get the first. He intended, because he's my God, he's going to get the best and the first. So I'm going to give this to the Lord. Ken is like, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, yeah, that one's going to go to the Lord. Do you see the difference? Abel is like, I am going to give to God. Because I want to bless my Lord. I'm going to give the best and the first. This is going to go to God. Cain is like, uh, that one. It's going to go to God. You see the difference? You sh the difference is the heart. The Bible says God looked at Cain and he was like, no, I don't like that. And Abel was like, yes, my son. Yes. Why? It came from the heart. Abel decided intentionally, everything that belongs to me that first goes to God. The best I give to God. He says, I do it. Why? Because he's my God. He comes first. So, the lifestyle of worship attracts the Holy Spirit. The second thing we're going to talk about is the experience of worship. So, lifestyle of worship... Now we're talking about the experience of worship. 
The worship experience is a time we set aside in our calendar to glorify Jesus through various disciplines. So we set a time apart and say, we are going to glorify Jesus. We make room in our day. We make room in our week. Bible says in Psalms 100, it says, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. It is he who made us. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gate with thanksgiving and his court with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. The experience of worship is when we come in the presence of God to offer him a ceremony of worship. Consistent worship, consistent worship experience fuel the lifestyle of worship. You know, we are busy. Our lives are busy. We have to go to work. We have to do our business. We, gotta, we have to go to school. We have friends. We have so many. Our, our calendars are full all the time. But we have to always set a time in our busy schedule to have an experience of worship. That is why we have a church. We have Sunday service. We have a Sunday service, the church, because what it does is you come and experience worship, which helps you, recharges you when you go out there to have a lifestyle of worship. You have an experience of worship when, of worship when you go to connect. All this is important to make room for the Spirit. There are three elements in the worship experience, in the experience of worship that I want us to talk about today. The first one is gratitude. Everybody say gratitude. Gratitude. Gratitude is the appreciation of what God has done. What God has done, what he's doing, and what you believe he is going to do. That is gratitude. Gratitude makes room for the Holy Spirit. When you are grateful, it helps you focus on what God has done. And it attracts the presence of God. When you are grateful before God, when you go before God with gratitude, it attracts the presence of God. It attracts, it makes room for the Holy Spirit. When you're going through difficult situation, no matter how difficult it is, remember to glorify God. You know why? Because God has pulled you out of a bad situation before. So if he's done that before, he can do it again. So the best way is to worship him and then in that difficult situation. That is the time where you give glory. Say, I thank you, God, because back then you took me out of a bad situation. I know you can do it again. Right now it's difficult, but I know you can do it again. So I'm grateful to you, Jesus. I'm grateful to you, Jesus. Be grateful. Have, make a decision. Make a decision to be grateful. The Holy Spirit is looking for an atmosphere of gratitude because the atmosphere of gratitude glorifies Jesus. So the, Lord, the Holy Spirit will always love people, places, moments where thanksgiving is being given to Jesus. So if you want to make room for the Holy Spirit, have gratitude toward God. The Bible says in Matthew 26, 6, 9, it says, while Jesus was in Bethany, 
in a home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of a very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. They were indignant. They were like, why, why this waste? The disciple of all people, why this waste? This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Why? Aware of this, Jesus says, said to them, why are you bothering this woman? Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. Most theologians, they believe that this woman is the one Jesus delivered from demons, from evil spirits that were tormenting her. And she went and took her. This, they believe that this alabaster, this perfume, was worth a year's salary. So she, she went, spent, and it was all her savings. So she went, spent the money, bought the, bought the perfume, and came and poured it on Jesus. Do you know why? She was grateful. She remembered where Jesus took her from, what Jesus did for her. When you remember where Jesus or what Jesus did for you, there is nothing you cannot give to him. There is nothing you cannot give. I remember when I was sick. When I was sick, I used to pray. I mean, I couldn't pray. I couldn't read the Bible. I couldn't do anything, actually. The only thing I could do was pray in tongues. Praise God for praying in tongues. And literally, I couldn't look at the screen. When I look at the screen, I, I see, I don't know, I, see, I don't see anything. Do you know why I dance in the church? Oh, my God. When I remember, I couldn't move. I remember we, we used to go to the shops, and I couldn't walk. Like, I would walk and sit walk and sit because I couldn't I felt like I didn't have energy you know what when I became well I realized it's not given to everybody I said I will dance for you Jesus wherever when you see me dance that is why when I dance I'm like there was a day I couldn't dance I have praise party ask my children I have praise party in my bedroom they come they're like oh she's doing her dance thing (laughs) why because there was a time I couldn't do it there was a time I couldn't do it. So when you know what Jesus, what Jesus did for you, you will be grateful. This woman, she was expressing her deepest gratitude, not only with her words, but she also expressed it with her actions. So you can express gratitude with your words, but you have to express gratitude with your words and action as well. It's not a secret. I don't want to make it a secret that I was sick and God healed me. Trust me, if you're believing God for something and he does it for you, don't make it a secret. So you should be grateful with your heart, speak your gratitude, and act on your gratitude. Gratitude. This leads us to the the next element, which is adoration. Everybody say adoration. You're cool. Adoration. Adoration is acknowledging the infinite graces, greatness of God compared to your limitations. Acknowledging that he is God and I'm not. He is God and I'm not. He's omniscient, which means he knows everything. He's omnipotent, which means he can do everything. He's omnipresent, which means he can be everywhere. 
When you have that in your mind, you can't help but worship him. You can't help but worship him. God is bigger and greater than us, that whatever situation, he can do everything. He is almighty. He is everywhere. He knows everything. And we have to adore him. We have to show him reverence. We have to be in awe of him. That is adoration. Just like gratitude, adoration requires that you express it with your heart, with your words, and with your action. You know, your action involves your body language. Your posture. Your posture. The Bible says in Psalms 95, 6, it says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. The psalmist invites us not only to worship God with our heart, but also bow, kneel. It suggests that our posture, the posture of our body, influences the postures of our heart. Closing your eyes. Some people close your eyes. It's okay. Close your eyes. It means you avoid distraction. I want to focus on my God. Kneeling down means your heart is humble to God. It's an expression of humility. You are God and I am not. Raising your hand. I surrender. You surrender before God. Your posture. It's okay to express your worship to God with your body. It's okay. All of it is important because you have a mind, you have a spirit, you have a body. All of it. Some people cry when they are worshiping their God. It's okay. Some people raise their hand. It is different to everyone. It is, I'm not saying that if you don't raise your hand, you're in trouble. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you don't raise your hand, if someone else does it, be accommodating. Don't be indignant, that thing. Indignant, you know? Don't feel like that. You know? That word, the other one. In, indignant, whatever that word is. You know, don't be like that. If so, yeah, if someone is crying, don't be like. No, no. You know, people here have some story with Jesus. People have been going through some stuff. And then they get before God, they're crying it out to him. Don't be looking like. You know, if someone shouts, don't be like, oh, my goodness. No, just, just, yeah, you, you, you can, you can be like, oh, and then just come back to, you know. You know, yeah, you know, because, you know why? People are expressing their heart to God. People are, let's be, I believe we can be accommodating to each other. We can be, we can be accommodating. In some denomination, you're not allowed to clap. You're not allowed to raise your hand. In some other, it's too much clapping and too much raising your hand. In others, it's boring. You know what? I'm not saying any of them is wrong what i'm saying whatever expression you have in you do it from your heart and don't look upon someone else with that word you know indignant <laughs> let's be accommodating to each other <laughs> adoration you recognize that he is god i am not you know, and then this leads us to the third point, which is the last one, is praise. Everybody say praise. praise. 
Praise is when you vocally express your adoration and gratitude to God. So you use your words to say your adoration and gratitude to God. The Bible says in Acts 16, 25, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison was shaken. At once, all the prison door flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. Everyone's chain. Not everyone was singing, but everyone's chain came loose. Praises shift our focus from the situation to God. Paul and Silas praised God despite the chains. They praise shift their focus from chain to God. Praising God strengthens our faith. Then our faith releases the power of God. You know, God is everywhere. Everywhere. He's everywhere. But he doesn't operate the same everywhere. Praises invite God to the scene. Praises give God access to operate. He can't help but show up and move things when we praise him. Praise indicates that there is faith. And when there is faith, the Holy Spirit is present. So praise God. If you find yourself in it, I remember when we, uh, we were wait, I, was, well, waiting, I was waiting for our visas. And then I had this revelation. God told me I should praise God every night when the kids were asleep. So I would put them to bed and put my earphones and I would really dance. If someone saw me through the window, they would think she's crazy. But I knew what I was doing. I was literally. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm telling you, I was really depressed. But I'm telling you, the next morning, my sister told me, you look different. I'm like, I look different. So I didn't know how I was. Was I looking? But you look like you look different. Something is different about you. I'm like, mm, okay. And then I went back and I was like, that thing works. I'm gonna do it over and over and over. Praise God anytime. It works. It works. It shifts. It shifts. Shifts. Shifts your your eyes from the situation to God. We have said that gratitude, adoration. Praise to God, those three elements make room for the Holy Spirit. But remember, the Holy Spirit comes to glorify Jesus. The Bible says in John 4:24, it says, God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and its truth. When what Jesus is saying is that we should worship God in spirit and truth. Some people focus on worshiping God in spirit, which is the experience. Experience. And other people focus on worshiping God in truth, which is the lifestyle. But both of them are necessary. Both of them are necessary. Your life should reflect the truth of God, which is the Bible. But also, you need the experience of worship, which is the spirit. Both lifestyle and, 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 and experience are needed. Both are needed. Lifestyle and experience. When you do both of them, you're worshiping God in spirit and in truth. 
When you worship in truth, your life is aligned with the word of God. When the experience meets the lifestyle, the Holy Spirit shows up. When the experience meets the lifestyle, the Holy Spirit shows up. And that is why, let me give you a secret. When you go in an environment that that is praising God, be expectant. Don't just go there anyhow and be like, oh, I'm going there because, no, just be expectant. Be, be, like, be, tell yourself, I'm going there and I'm not getting out without my blessing. I'm going there in the presence of God. I'm not getting out without my blessing. Be expectant. Be expectant. Because when people are worshiping God, the Holy Spirit is there. Worship attracts the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know what happens when Jesus is glorified? When Jesus is glorified, the Holy Spirit does what he does best. Suddenly, deliverance happens. Suddenly, healing happens. Suddenly, freedom happens. Suddenly, peace happens. Suddenly, there is forgiveness. Suddenly, there is life. Suddenly, situations that were difficult become possible. Suddenly, the seas part. Suddenly, you see God at work. Suddenly, impossible situations become possible. Make room for the Holy Spirit in your car, in your home, at church, wherever. Play some music, some worship music. Let the presence of God be with you. As we finish, I want to pray for people. Last night, as I was praying, um, I felt God lead in my heart to pray for people who have trouble worshiping God because they have a bad relationship with their fathers, earthly fathers. So your dad did something to you, your father. And because of that, it's hard for you to see God the right way. You have a wrong perspective of, of God, therefore you can't worship him. So if you have that problem, come in front. I'm going to pray for you. God told me to hold your hand and agree with you so that you can forgive your father.